Hello and welcome back to the Retail Journey Podcast. I'm Charles Greathouse. And I'm James Harris. Joining us today is Nicole Centavani, Associate Vice President uh, at Elf Beauty. That is correct. Awesome. Good afternoon. Welcome. Thank you so much. Th- thank you. So, Nicole, we've uh, we've worked together for the last what, five, six, seven years, yeah. right? And all of that has been with Elf. But yes, uh, tell us a little bit about your about your career at large. I know you spent a good deal of time at Procter and Gamble. I did small little firm Just out a of little, Cincinnati. Little place out of Cincinnati. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I started there out of grad school and was there, gosh, 12, 13 years. Can't even recall. Um, but yeah, always in sales. Um, Obviously, I've been in and out of Northwest Arkansas, so focused on Walmart a lot of those years. And uh, started in like Tide and, you know, those sexy things like uh, paper towels and toilet (laughs) tissue. And then really found that I love like more of the beauty and the personal care businesses. So did hair care, cover girl when they had it, and just kind of found, you know, the beauty space was what I always loved. So, um, yeah, moved all around, lived in Cincinnati, came back here and all past led back to, to Walmart. So here <laughs> yeah. I am again. Yeah. I love that beauty space and Proctor. I got to launch Vidal Sassoon. Oh my gosh. The second For the go second around. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will there be a third? <laughs> we will see. <laughs> Who knows? Who yeah. knows? That was really fun. Yeah. Uh, and it's such a fun space to, to be in. It's where I learned how to launch brands. Yes. Was in hair care and expecting that that's how brands were launched everywhere. And now I... Mm work with folks across that are not in beauty uh, yeah. that are in other areas. And it's a, uh, it's a, it's a different world. It's usually a, a pretty decent marketing budget. In man, it was just, space. it was uh it was pretty fun, pretty wild, yes. uh, which is different than how elf went about it. Yes. Yes. I mean, we started online back in the day when that wasn't really a thing at right. all. Yeah. Wild. At all. And it was wild. only about 15 years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, sometimes I even forget, you know, we talk about some of our competitors like the Maybellines and Max Factors, which is even older. Um, but yeah, only 15 years wow. and started online with, yeah. you know, a father and the son, you know them well, um, yeah. in the basement and somewhere in New York Alan City. And Joey so Shama. it's come a long, long way. <laughs> it's incredible. It really so is. Did you go Proctor then to Elf or? I did. Awesome. I did. Yeah. Um, it was one of those kind of right time, right place. I love Proctor. I love the business. Um, love my team. But it showed up actually on LinkedIn. I've never looked at jobs on LinkedIn in my life, to be fair. Um, and I was like, oh, I like this beauty company. And this is what they're looking for. And I was like, I'll just talk to someone. And funny enough, there's a lot of mutual connections that I didn't realize. And I was like, I'll talk to you and just really fell in love with what they were trying to do and the opportunity yeah. and took a big leap. And it's really paid off. Yeah. You know? So it's it's Elf Beauty, and for those of you that aren't the target market, which is which is me, pretty solid. <laughs> Elf stands for eyes, lips, face. I learned this embarrassingly recently. <laughs> well, I will tell you, there are retailers that don't even realize what okay. we actually stand oh, for. Good. So we are here to educate everyone. As a recovering merchant, that's what I'll blame. Yes. Yes, My yes, inner yes. Merchant. And we do sell skincare, so I do think you're in our target market. Yeah. So I'll work on you after so this podcast ends. So it's Elf's now? Yeah, this Elf. So well, we call ourselves Elf Beauty. You know, we use, we're always beauty like Elf Cosmetics, yep. but Got it. yeah, we, we're getting into skincare and a lot of other different things. So Love it. I mean, and the, the thing that's really like kind of earth shattering in that story of a 15-year-old brand, they're now at four or five beauty brand yeah. in the U.S. I mean, and we say this on our earnings, so I'm not saying anything I shouldn't say, but at Target, which is a pretty decent-sized retailer, yeah. we are the number one beauty brand. Wow. So to Incredible. think 15 years ago, we didn't exist and we started in a basement. So and it's, it's not, a, a, there's a lot of innovation that's come along and new yes. brands in the last five years or so. But before that, there were like four 
Oh, and it was the same four for 50 to 100 years. And if your mom used Maybelline, then that was probably the first thing you got. It's the truth. I mean, um, like I worked on actual CoverGirl before they divested to Cody from PNG. And yeah, it was, you know, Cody, Maybelline, Revlon, CoverGirl. Mm -hmm. And then there's these little ones that come in and out, but they were like, you know, most of the category. So, and I grew up, I mean, I bought CoverGirl as my first item at Walmart in Washington, Missouri. And my mom (laughs) used it and I used that for a very long period of time. So, um, yeah, the trajectory we've had, again, some of these like really amazing legacy brands is really, you know, we're really proud of what we've been able to do. Well, and it's not just because they showed up and had some products that were the same as what was on the shelf. What, what are the like two, three things that really make Elf pop and stand out? Yeah. I mean, one thing we talk about is really we have amazing quality. So prestige like quality, right? Mm-hmm. So the things that you're buying at a Sephora or some places like that, we have the same and sometimes better quality, if I do say so myself, Um, (laughs) and then at accessible prices. So the people that thought, oh, I could never have this primer or this foundation because it's 46. I mean, the prices are crazy Um, at some of these other retailers. Like they're able to get that same type of product. And again, I would offer argue better at prices that they can afford every day. Right. Eight, 10, 12, Exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, we we are launching items that are $2 to Mm. this day. So um, we just really like our CEO says everyone says our goal is to make our brand accessible to every eye, lip and face. And that's every ethnicity, every gender, every, you know, price point, demographic. um, And part of that is offering great product at a great price. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. All right. So um, when you're uh, when you're looking at you work with, I assume, other retailers, Walmart and others. So when you how do you, uh, Nicole, approach category growth? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think no matter what I've worked across, you know, many categories, different brands over my career. And I think the what you look at is somewhat the same. The how is different. So I would say I think where you're most successful in growing a category is when you start with your shopper. So mm. not even like your retailer. It's like your true shopper. Right. So like in hair care, you have experience in this, Charles. Oh, yeah. You know, it's about regimen, right? How, you know, most people use condi- shampoo, some use conditioner, few loose treatments, right? It's better for your hair if you use them all. So if you expand that category, you have category growth. And it's mm. educating that shopper. Um, you know, other things, it's about trade up. When I worked on Tide back in the day, it's like people were using powder. It's so much better to use liquid um, to how to get kind of that trade up within the category. Mm-hmm. And I'd say with Elf, one of the things we've done, again, really well is there's so many new users we're bringing into kind of this mass mastige space because they didn't think they could afford some of these products elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's bringing those people in to, you know, the Walmarts of the world, the grocery channel of the world, targets of the world and saying you can have these really amazing products at a price that you can also afford. At mastige. At mastige. I like that. Yes, I yes. hadn't heard that one yet. Yeah, no mastige. So I bought the uh, call it internal beauty, the vitamin business. Okay, um, yes. And there's you know a lot of correlation oh. as the things you're willing to put into your body, things you're willing to put onto your body. Yes. And the trends here of late, how is how have those trends impacted Elf, if at all? Yeah, I mean, I think it's something we're always like looking at, right? Because yeah, um, internal beauty has become even bigger. So whether it's like collagen mm-hmm. or beauty vitamins. I mean, back at PNG, we even tried some of those things like Olay. Um, yep. So we're always looking at what the future trends are, again, to serve like every need that our shopper has. Um, but I think that's another thing we do really well is we don't look at the categories like we serve lipstick and foundation. Like we are here yeah. to build beauty and that might get into things like yeah. that. I mean, nothing on the horizon. I yeah. know nothing that nobody else knows, but um, <laughs> but I think, you know, we're always looking at like what the shopper wants and again, being very shopper customer focused. I think that is what is 
if I were going to you know boil it down to something yes. that has led to the success, it's what what happens if you really truly focus on the customer, right? And then innovate from there, exactly. With a mindset of you know the customer, I had a uh, as a negotiation tactic from uh, <laughs> man, I'm trying to remember which DMM it was, but you know I haven't yet had a customer ask to raise the price, right? Um, <laughs> and they may have been Scott Huff. I think he may have been the sounds, one that said, sounds yeah, right. If, if you go ahead and ask a customer, and they they suggest that we raise that fifty cents, then okay, yeah, I'm totally totally fine with it. Right. But until then, let's go ahead and fight to try to not do that. Yeah. Um, and just seeing how you're approaching the category and bringing affordability and accessibility to it is, uh, I think, such a powerful lesson that's uh, risky and uh, it's probably terrifying, at least early on, and then you get to see the success of volume. Agreed. And Mm. I would say one other thing, just to to your point on pricing, that's one thing we're also really proud of. We don't, um, we are like very EDLP, EDLC type of model, which Walmart loves, right? Um, Like we don't do a lot of gimmicks. We don't do high-low. We don't do promotions. Like we really stick to like here is a very obvious price, $1, $2, $3, up to $10, $12, um, and very transparent for all of our shoppers. Mm. So, you know, you know you're getting the best value every day. Yeah, I love that. There's, 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 you know, so obviously the three P's are, are important with retail. There's, there's something that's unique about Elf in the, in the kind of joyful, playful yes. uh, pursuit. Like my, I've got a 15 year old daughter and for the last three, four years, like nothing makes her happier than being dropped off with a friend at a store and 20, 30 bucks to go in and buy new and try new yeah. and then make the videos and share it with friends. And Elf was kind of a pioneer in consumer generated content. Yes. Is yeah. that still uh is that still a primary driver of your your voice? A hundred percent. I mean, again, we are very and our CMO, who's brilliant, she always says like we are very community led. So we don't call um, our shopper shoppers, we call them our community because they are more just people that buy products from us. Like even if you don't buy anything from us, we want you to be part of our community. Right. Yeah. Um, and some of that is just like social engagement. Um, we put out like we are the one of the, we were one of the very first beauty brands on TikTok. Mm. Um, we put out a music video we put out, we've put out music, like we're somewhat of an entertainment, co- you know, company. And I think that also makes us like very relevant, yeah. especially to like the younger generations, even myself, no longer younger. Um, <laughs> but it just starts that social buzz. Like you want to be part of it. And it's not just about, we want you to buy something, right? right. which just also feels like, um, like a friend, right? Like it yeah. is, there's so much yeah. user generated content because of that. You know, the good and the bad is it's crazy. We are picked up on TikTok or by like someone like Michaela, who's a huge influencer. And we might just see, oh, she loves this product. She posts it. And then, yeah, I mean, units go through the roof, which is great for me. <laughs> yep. Terrible for forecasting yeah, yeah, and yeah, supply totally. chain. Um, yeah. But I mean, it, it's just exciting to see that people just like really, one, it's not the traditional marketing of years past. It's yeah. really like building this community yeah. that's excited to see what you have coming. So six, seven years ago when you joined Elf, yeah. how have things evolved over the last seven years? I mean, I mean, the scale of the company is just, you know, started blowing. I mean, again, being like the number one, two, three brand, even at like, like a Walmart is huge. Right. Yeah. Like who would have ever thought that, especially, you know, from my, um, my history of working for a big, big, big company, like yeah. who would ever thought we could do that, you know, with such a small company. Um, I think also some of the things that we're branching out into. So we have, you know, Elf, which you guys are familiar with. We mm-hmm. have Well People, which is, which is an uber clean EWG type of brand. We have Key Soul Care with Alicia Keys. Mm-hmm. And then exciting, it actually just happened this week. We closed the deal for Naturium. 
So if you're not familiar, it is a personal care brand. It yeah. is body care, um, mostly skin care. Amazing. Right now in the U.S., pretty much exclusive at Target. Okay. Um, but just, again, like we want to go after every eye, lip, and face. And a lot of people are looking for that like deep care for skin care. And by requiring them, like the sky's the limit, right? We just yeah. keep branching out. So great. What about international? Yes, that is probably beyond skincare. We say our two biggest kind of white space opportunities um, are skincare and then also international. So our percentage of business that's international is still pretty small. Um, and we just continue, you know, because everywhere, like it's yeah. asking for us. We get so many social comments hmm. on our things. Like, can hmm. you bring us to India? Which obviously we're, we're, we have some business there. You know, we love you in Australia, um, it, just across the globe. So, you know, lots of interest. We're, you know, at Boots and, um, and Superdrug in the UK, but just continue to build, you yeah. know, kind of those, um, footholds, which is exciting. So there's a lot of folks that, have dreams of being number one, number two, number three in some of the most competitive categories in the planet. Yeah. And the vast majority of them never grow to become yeah. number one, two, no. and three. So over the last seven years, lots of change and evolution. If you could, you know, think back and give yourself advice, the things you've learned over that period, what would you say uh, as a you know, a guiding light or some of the principles to hold on to yeah. as you uh, actually go on the journey of of large scaled growth? Yeah. I'd say it's all about focus and coming back to like what we call our values and our superpowers. Like what do we do really well? Like accessible beauty, you know, great value, great quality, um, clean, you know, all those things. Like those are our mm. focus areas and don't get distracted by everything else in the beauty universe right. to some degree. Yeah. Um, and then just also like be very strategic. Like we're at a place which is good and bad. Like I probably get 25, 30 emails a week from both domestic and international retailers, like, we want to carry your brand. We want to carry mm. your brand. And I would say back in the day, I think we actually were in 7-Eleven years before I even started. So we're like, we're a new brand. Who wants us, That's right? That's such a great problem. Oh, my gosh, it is. <laughs> but at the same time, like, we want to make sure we can treat, like, our core cost customers and fulfill every need that they have, that we're strategically how we going to go forward. But also, again, serving every light, eye, lip, yeah. and face, mm -hmm. you do need to have some breadth of distribution. So yeah. I would say just continue to focus on what we're doing well, on our superpowers, and then just build real strategic in what we do going forward versus just kind of putting ourselves out there. Focus right. and have superpowers is what I heard. Yes. I yes. need to get some of those superpowers. Yes. <laughs> Let's yep. go. No, it's amazing. So the business at Walmart, um, yes. specifically, when you think about just going from one place and and growing from one specific need into to multiple to yeah. um, from there, what have been the things that have unlocked the, the bigger conversations over With, time? Yeah. I mean, I'd say the thing that, you know, we, we're... we're if you look at our strategies, they're very well aligned with Walmart, which is great. I mean, again, things like EDLP, EDLC, not yeah. just like price gimmick, offering great value to shoppers. Um, and I think we're just very principled in everything we do, much like Walmart, you know, just like, you know, they're a very big company, very principled. We are as well. So I think that helps us partner together. Um, and I think they, we want to build a different kind of beauty company and they really want to make beauty a destination yeah. for them. And mm -hmm. we've really been able to do that. And I think some of the areas where we have a lot of experience in like digital and social commerce and things like that, I think that's places where we continue to partner with them, like TikTok live streams, things yeah. like that. We're really good yeah. at that. And that's a place where, you know, they have a great consumer base. 
we have this great, you know, experience and knowledge on these types of things and really coming together yeah. um, to build a business. Yeah. And the, the, the younger demographics uh, really love that, that medium. And it's, it's huge in yes. other countries yes. uh, around the world. Uh, Agreed. It could be like, like an intro um, to say China or, or you know, other, other Asian countries. Agreed. <clears throat> well, I think the other thing we do really well is like, like you're saying, your 15 year old daughter. I mean, I mm-hmm. truly actually buy elf makeup. My mom uses elf makeup. So I think we do span a good Absolutely. amount yeah. of, um, you know, ages. However, I think a lot of retailers realize like these younger generations, like my 10 year old already wants makeup, right? They're yeah. going to be the ones that are going to have the spending power. Right. I think she has more spending power than I do right now. I don't know where she gets <laughs> yeah. it. That's um, amazing. <laughs> but, you know, that's going to be like the future, especially in some of these categories. Yeah. And I think. We just have such a good relationship again with that younger community that we bring that to our retailers. Well, we've been talking about Gen Z. Like, oh, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna change things. They're gonna, change. well, they're buying now. They're, yes. they're, they're. Some Gen Zs are, they're in their career. Yes. Right. The people that have grown up in the digital age only ever known that have completely different shopping patterns, interests, values. Um, yeah, that, that 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 they're here. Yes. Yeah. That that is now. <laughs> they are right? here and what's, now. Where's the puck going exactly? Yeah. yeah. Um, so just kind of comparing a little bit of PNG, a little bit of elf, um, what are some of the, some of the challenges you've run into in terms of looking for growth, looking for category growth, um, and that maybe your, your partnerships or your relationships with the retailer cross-functional, whatever, what are some of your kind of biggest wins, so to speak, or things that you've learned the most from? along your career journey? Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the biggest wins, I, I, I hope that they're ahead. I mean, we have a lot of great things like kind of on the horizon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd say some of the biggest learnings in, in terms of like wins with whether at PNG or at ELF is it, it becomes very hard sometimes to come to like a win-win situation. I mean, we've all yeah. done all the negotiation training. Charles, I know you yep. have. I've taken those too. Um, it's harder and harder to do that. But I feel like if you don't get to that place, sometimes you are good to walk away. I think sometimes we're just so hungry to like get this business or mm. land this deal. And maybe it's not the right decision for everyone. Yeah. And that plays out at some point, yeah. as we all know, right? Yeah. Um, so I feel like, you know, even at an elf, I feel like there's always a point where I'm like, maybe this is my walk away point. That's better for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. And it and it feels good to kind of have that, like even a small company that large from all the way up to your CEO to say like, if this isn't going to really help the retailer, the customer, our community or us, like, let's walk away. Let's revisit another yeah. time. And walking away nice. doesn't mean you can't come back. Exactly. Absolutely. Sometimes it's right place, right time, all of that. But um, I think that's been a big learning, like, over the years. Yeah. So um, High Impact is pretty into data and analytics. Yeah, yes. It's kind of in our name. <laughs> um, and there's uh, you have some of the same standard inputs that any other category yeah. would in beauty. But you also have... Uh, it, there's, there's also a large subjective element and trends yes. and what's happening in South Korea and Japan. Yes. Um, how do you, and how does elf kind of bring all that together to one decide you know, what is the right thing to do yeah. and then to use it to drive category expansion? Yeah. I mean, we obviously use the traditional data sources, Nielsen and POS data, things like that. Um, but then even from a quantitative standpoint, I mean, for us, because we do a lot of product innovation that's similar to more prestige, mm. like NPD, you know, to seeing what's happening in like the greater market, because mm. a lot of times some of those trends obviously filter down um, to more of the mass market. And then just like qualitatively, like right now, our innovation team is in both China and Korea. So just seeing like trends, like actually in you yeah. know some of these places that drive the trends. Yeah. 
Um, and then we do a lot of our own kind of consumer shopper insights types of studies with both our shoppers and others. Um, and then honestly, like a good place resource for me is like, I listen to all my major retailers, like earnings calls, right. Or other Mm. retailers earnings calls or brands earnings calls. I just think there's so much to learn from there about the industry, um, what's going on, what's important to our different retailers. Um, so that's just another one that we reference quite often. Yeah, that's, I love it. Well, how about uh, so the trend side and yeah. and planning innovation? What about operational excellence? You know, we think about Walmart. What's the role that's played with Elf? I mean, and how do you pursue it? The role of data? Yes, I mean, as you know, like I think with Walmart, like operational excellence is. I mean, they since day one I work with them, it's critical. Like yeah. that is like that's their wheelhouse, right? And it's so so important. And you have you know forty six, four eight hundred stores to try to service. So you have to get that right. Um, so I think that is, yes, a huge, huge part of, you know, what we spend a lot of time on for this business. Um, I mean, this is no surprise. We are man- manufactured, um, outside of the U S for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so like longer lead time. So yeah. it's like really important to get those things right. And I'd like to say, like, we have a really good partnership with our team at Walmart, which is so, so important because again, like you have to hold hands and we think this is going to be viral. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Like yeah. we think this is the biggest trend in the world. We'll yeah. see. Usually we're pretty close to being right. Um, but I think in the beauty, it's a little bit different versus, yeah, you, you, you know. 30 to 40% turnover in the items that are carried from year to year. And products. I mean, and I have like between four and 500 items on a set in some cases. <laughs> like it's a lot yep. of complexity right. to manage. Yeah. And you have shade ranges and it's just different than the days when I was, you know, forecasting 20 different skews of scented tide. You oh, know? Totally. <laughs> that's something that's impressed me with Elf um, for, for a long time is the early and continuous investments in your supply chain. Yes. Your warehousing, your, 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 your team in those warehouses. Um, you know, that's uh, that, that has been a critical part, I think of your success because bringing the, bringing the great trend, awesome, bringing it a value. But if you're out of stock, doesn't do it doesn't matter no <laughs> and that's i mean i've seen that time and time oh, again gosh. people who are really good at innovation under value operational excellence i've also seen people who can only see operational excellence right. <laughs> and over time become irrelevant so right. it's agreed there is such a you hit it on the head like there's such a sweet spot right because yeah we we like to say we're very very fast but when you go really fast yeah it it you know shortens your planning time and all right. those different things but i mean in beauty it's i think more important than almost any other category so yeah, yeah one of my favorite quotes uh from the great and late jack shoemaker mm-hmm. is the only sustainable competitive advantage is speed <laughs> and i thought about that all the time while working a oh, you know yeah. 47 week long modular cycle oh of like, all right, how do I, how do I get speed and make sure that I'm, I'm flowing ahead. And yeah. at the same time, you don't hit those mod calendars. You've got 4,700 stores to execute and you do that thing wrong. You got a problem. You got 500 items in a set. If that thing doesn't get set right the uh, first time, guess what? It never will. It's not going to get set. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we always talk about, you have to slow down to speed up Yeah, and it's like all that planning on the front end to get, is it is right. There's always going to be something that's going to come up. We all know this, right? Murphy's um, law. Murphy's law. What a jerk. But gosh, that guy I still blame him for everything. Murphy. Um, or her. We don't know. Yeah. They, um, they, but, uh, yeah, like we really try to do so much on the front end so then we can speed up as we go through the process. But again, something's always going to come up, but we've started to get a pretty good cadence of, you know, how to, how to make it work. Yeah. So of what you can share with us, what are you most excited about for next year? 
Yeah. Um, I think company wide, just like so many, you know, opportunities, like we talked international, some expansion there, um, with Naturium. I think, you know, really mm-hmm. exciting to see this new brand. It's very, very healthy brand, um, and bring two like very smart teams together. And then I'd say for me specifically, like we have a, so much opportunity at Walmart, lots of exciting things going on with them. I mean, I've been down here forever. So like my heart's, you know, my heart's in Arkansas. Yeah. So love to see them win. Um, and they have a great team over there. So I think some really exciting things happening in awesome. our partnership there soon. Yeah. A lot of good things. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, I think we're about out of time. Let's move to our kind of lightning oh, gosh, round okay. here. What are you, <laughs> what are you reading? Oh gosh. Um, besides the stuff that my daughter's supposed to be reading, I'm making sure she's like reading. Her <laughs> I love um, th- at most of these days I get is like maybe a Vogue on the plane and I call that, you know, industry trend yeah. stuff for work. Um, yeah, not as good as I used to be on that, to be honest. So, uh, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. There. Biggest win in retail. Uh, biggest win. It's it's upcoming. I'm just gonna say I that. Like yeah, it. Right. yeah, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, just at, oh, you can ask the. Oh, I guess the last question here is uh, how do you de stress and relax? Yeah, um, I try to work out, try to get in a run. I feel like that physically helps me de stress. I, I also mm. do like to travel, even though I do a lot for work. Um, and then I'll that be helps. honest, it yeah, that helps. Um, and I will say I love retail therapy. I'm in retail. I love some retail therapy. So yeah. I, you'll know when a whole bunch of boxes Walk get dropped off my door. It's been a rough week. Yeah, and we're uh, we retail therapy <laughs> while traveling. Exactly. Those probably uh, get combined. I mean, I go to New York a lot. It's dangerous. That's uh, but, Sky you know. Mall magazine. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Oh, Sky I forgot Mall. about Sky everybody Mall. needs uh, a little you know statue for the front. Oh my gosh. Front porch or <laughs> I miss those honestly. Right? Yeah, we got to get the Sky Mall back. Sky yeah. Mall, if you're or at on at least a QR code for a Sky Mall because nobody wants to touch all yeah. that. Or the yeah, alarm so clock true. that like does lights. And oh yeah, I want to wake up to the sunshine <laughs> and, and the smell, <laughs> the smell um, of bacon. Yeah, you know, I mean. everybody wants that. So just before we we sign off, we've got you know listeners from across the merchandising side and the supplier side. You guys, Elf is uh, a heroic story uh, of the ages. I mean, essentially to go from in this space that's so competitive, yeah. from obscurity to, uh, prominence while remaining true to their superpowers. Yeah. Um, you know, what's the, what's the counsel to those that are in a position either on that journey yeah. or they're deterring from it? Um, what's the encouragement you'd give, uh, to someone who's, who's trying to follow a similar path? Yeah. I mean, whatever you call them, we call them superpowers, but find like what you're really, really good at and just focus on that. Oh, yeah. Because I think we all get distracted because retailers like a lot of different things like, oh, we want you to look at this and we think this is exciting. And it's very easy to do that, yeah. but focus on what you're really, really good at. And that's where, you know. It's kind of like slowing down to speed up. Yes. Sometimes you have to say no to say yes. Yes. Yeah. 100%. So <laughs> bring it back to like, at the end of the day, focus on what you're really good at. Yep. And then go execute. Execute with excellence, exactly. Because in all ways, if you can't do that, not, none of it matters. I love it. You know, execution eats strategy for lunch, isn't that something? Yeah. So and you've got to enjoy lines. what you're doing yes. and who you're doing it with. Yeah. Yes. That's been one of the great things about working with Elf for so long is even as the teams have turned over, yeah. it's always a great team. Yes. Um, That's so true. Agreed. Th- there's a cultural uh, thread through there that we may have not talked about today, but yeah. when you've got a team that works together really well if you don't like there is no like focus is super neat if people (laughs) don't work together but if they are working together really well and they're focused and there's a lot of power in that team yeah i mean we just 
a passion to win and we're all very close to still a relatively small company. So yeah. when I had to make that call at nine o'clock at night, I'd be like, Hey, you know, quick favor. I don't like to do this, but this is an important one. And they're like, yeah, what's, what, what do you need? Yeah. Um, because we just all like truly love what we do. We love the company we work for and we believe in all the values that we have. So it makes it makes those later nights or earlier mornings, like all worth it. In the awesome. End. Yeah. Grateful to be a partner. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you guys so much. And thank you for joining us. Oh my gosh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And as always, thank you for joining us. And you can uh, listen to any of the Retail Journey podcasts on the High Impact Analytics website or wherever you download your podcasts. Thank you for joining us.